Hi, everybody, and welcome to another exciting edition of Words, Images, and Worlds. Always delighted to talk with authors of youth literature and delighted on this episode to be talking with author Fleur Bradley. Fleur, may I call you Fleur? Is that okay? Yes, you may. All right. All right. Thanks so much for joining. Uh, I will go ahead and shout out a couple of titles, but they're also conveniently located above you in, in uh, picture form. So Daybreak on Raven Island, uh, Midnight at the Barclay Hotel um, being the two that I know you most for. And then we have, a is that a series, Double Vision, that's over that's there? That's right. That's right. That's uh, called Double Vision. It's It was published about 10 years ago, I think it is now. So uh -huh. it's, it's been a little while. Um, but yeah, kind of like Spy Kids. Oh, love it, love it, yeah. <laughs> Some sci-fi meets mystery. Yeah, yeah, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, very cool, very cool. Um, so curious by way of a first question, uh, what it is about writing for young people that has drawn your creative talents? Gosh, you know, it's always such a tough question because uh, how do you explain why you love something once you're in it, you know, once you're in it? Wow. Um, I started writing short stories, uh, mysteries for adults, actually. Um, and I kind of segued into children's. Well, I wasn't really trying to. I, I'd written some YAs and they just weren't finding a home. And an agent said, well, why don't you try uh, books for kids like middle grade? And I didn't even know middle grade was a category. I hadn't even, hadn't even occurred to me to write for that. Mm -hmm. um, so um, then I kind of played around with some ideas and that's how Double Vision came about. And that was my first book deal. So that's kind of, I, I kind of accidentally ended up writing for kids. And now I love it because you get to talk to kids. Um, you get to do school visits. It's just a really enriching experience, a very humbling experience overall. It really um, keeps you inspired. And if you can see behind me kind of over here, I get fan mail, which is really cool. Um, and I like to hang a piece up every once in a while just to kind of remind me, okay, that's my boss, you know, because it's easy to forget <laughs> And all the noise and all the adults talking that really who you're writing for is the kids. So that's my my biggest goal. Love it. Love it. Um, I have a special place in my heart for the middle grades reader and the middle grade student. I taught middle grades for eight years. So um, what would you say makes that that sort of time in life very special? I think what's great about uh, middle grade readers is that they're really smart. They figured out the world to some extent, but not entirely. And they still see everything in, uh, you know, an uncorrupted, there's no politics, there's no adult stuff going on yet. It just see things so clearly. If you talk to kids, like when I talk to kids at school visits, they'll say things that are just so smart and honest and just really precisely sum up a situation or something that they're observing. Mm -hmm. And I find that really refreshing. And I try to keep um, I try to honor that when I'm writing, like try to remember to think like that, to see the world clearly and honestly and not package it how I'd like for it to be. Uh, but genuinely, you know, this is what it is. And and a lot of time kids that age can't do anything about what's happening around them. So it's also a great, books are a great way to show kids, hey, you know what, you do have agency, you do have an ability um, to control your environment to some extent, even if it's sort of in a, on a fictional level, um, but they, they're dealing with problems a lot of the time that they don't always have all the control over or the language for to express um, what it all means. And in books, you can really, 
explore. You know, what does it mean to have anxiety? What does it mean to be angry and not really understand why you're so angry and what what's going on with all that? Um, you can explore all those things in children's books. And I think what's great about writing mysteries for kids is that I can package it in a fun mystery, something that's enjoyable to read, but then kind of makes you think, hopefully, um, as you read along. Yeah, yeah. And I was going to ask about mystery being the sort of the genre there, um, particularly for the the latest two books that are behind you. Yes. Um, I imagine it would be difficult to craft mystery. I imagine out of all of the types of um, creating, you, you sort of have to layer those elements in um, and all of the tropes of mystery, the red herrings, the MacGuffins, all of those things. I, I imagine there's a lot of challenge to that. So how do you go about crafting a solid mystery? So for Midnight at the Barclay Hotel, I really set out to write an introduction to mystery for kids. So, you know, what is it like? Because for us, all those tropes and all those um cliches they're not cliches yet for those kids they don't know all the they don't have all the back matter that we do um as adults so i wanted to explain okay what does it mean to investigate based on motive based on means and opportunity the way a detective does or the way an amateur sleuth does in, in any of the books that us adults read so that was really fun because i got to structure it exactly that way um and I still do that for all my books, whether I'm writing, I've just finished writing a YA and it's it's the same. I mean, books for adults, it's the same. It's just a little stretched out and the nuances are different. But the clue placing, the way you're trying to create a puzzle essentially for your reader to solve, um, that's the same. And, and a lot of that comes honestly in editing. So I'll have a, a, an outline based on what I want to reveal to the reader. I'll write the first draft. But then I have to go back and layer in any clues, um, layer in any any red herrings or, or you know, tangents that's, that you might logically go down as a protagonist or a detective. And then how to bring it all back. So at the very end, the reader has to go back and go, oh, but of course, and they have to be able to find all those clues. You have to play fair. You can't just dump it all in at the end or uh -huh. you know be real sneaky and not not really give them anything because that's not fun that's extremely unsatisfying and I've read a few books that you know do that for adults yeah. particularly um so it's very much about uh layering it in so that maybe your sharpest readers and the kids are smart so um you know there's there's always that but the, so the sharpest readers towards the end will have figured out who committed the crime and then you just kind of have your big reveal which is always fun to do um yeah. so yeah it's, it's a fun genre to write I love mysteries mysteries are my passion mm -hmm. um I started reading Agatha Christie and I just ever since not given up reading uh reading mysteries and and love to write them because that puzzle is so fun because you're playing a game with your reader basically and it's so fun to hear from the kids like oh I didn't see that plot twist coming I didn't uh. see this coming and um yeah I, I just I love writing it still I, I think I'll write mysteries um for the rest of my writing career love it love it and I, I love what you said there about sort of the process um 
because I think sometimes young readers and young writers think that the the story just comes together. And I love the sort of planning and going back and reworking that you've talked about there. Um, I think we're doing really well on time. So I'm going to tuck a question in here that wasn't on the list. And then if you, if you're, if you need more time on it, you're, you're welcome to do that. But just thinking about those letters over your shoulder, I love to ask about, um, those moments of interacting with readers that stand out and just curious about a time that a young reader connected with you in some way and it was extremely uh, positive or surprising? Oh gosh, there's so many times. Um, I did during COVID when everything was in lockdown, I did a lot of virtual school visits um, because midnight <clears throat> at the Barclay Hotel had just come out and I really wanted to be successful and I had all this book tour planned and everything just boom fell apart. Um, and we were all there, you know, it, 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 we all had to adjust. But I think the teachers and the kids carried the weight of COVID in a way that that I don't think you can really appreciate until you see it. Like the, the ability for a teacher to put together a curriculum and teach kids remotely and then talking to them much like you are, in your home office where there'll be a pet or a baby sister and people are moving about parents are doing work next to them it was and the kids were just amazing you know and they would sometimes we'd get into banter like what's your favorite food what's your favorite color it's all the little stuff that makes you human and that really uh just kept me going myself honestly during that time and that was that was a, a remarkable time. And then I had one situation because when you write for kids, you a lot of time you either don't get to talk to the kids because you know they're not you're not selling to kids. Okay. You're selling to teachers and parents and and the people that are going to be giving the books to the kids. So you're kind of you know a lot of time there's there's barrier there all the time. So I'm relying sometimes on teachers to send me these letters, you know, after the kids, after the school visit's done, the kids will make me art and they'll send me an envelope. And I so appreciate that because it gives me something to hang on the wall. But it also gives me something where, that reminds me, oh, okay, this is where their head is at. This is what is important to them. They just spent an hour drawing me a Barclay Hotel. How cool is that? You know, mm -hmm. stuff, stuff like that really makes it personal. And there was one case where a parent sent me a picture of... Uh, a little girl who had dressed up as Penny, the the character in, let me see if I can point it out without, um, <laughs> so behind me here uh, at the Barclay Hotel. Mm -hmm. um, in the center, uh, that character is Penny. And um, she's like my favorite character kind of secretly because she's like me. She, when I was young, kind of, a, a, you know, always stuck in a book, always carrying around books and, and loving reading. And um, she had dressed up as Penny for school and she could dress up as a character from a book. And that was just such a cool moment because it makes you realize that, hey, kids see themselves in your book. They see mm -hmm. themselves reflected in your story. Um, and you don't, I mean, you spend a year writing for all intents and purposes between writing the first draft, editing, you know, between all, the whole lengthy publishing process um, that's a year of your life that sometimes, you know, you don't know if a, a book is going to connect with readers. You're putting it out there and you hope for the best. So those are moments just that you feel like, yeah, you know, I, all that work, all the things that you were trying to accomplish with your writing, you did it. You know, you connected with that reader. They got it. They they love the mystery. They're 
kids are, are reading it in class. I'm getting pictures of of teachers showing me um, clue games that they play in the classroom because the, the book is a little bit like clue. So they play a game of the Barclay Hotel and they design a Barclay Hotel out of paper mache. And there's all these things that that happen that make the book uh, in a way no longer yours, you know, because you put it out there and, and the kids run with it and the teachers run with it and the parents run with it. Um, so it's those moments um, that I think are unique also to writing middle grade or writing for kids because you don't have that with adults. I mean, you might still connect really strongly with the reader and, and do all those things, but not at that level and not at that um, taking the book off the page. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I truly love it, as you can tell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and I think that comes through. And I think that um, when you have a writer that really enjoys their craft and knows their audience and cares for their audience, and I think all of that comes through. Um, so by means of a final question, and we can certainly hit anything that we've missed, um, curious about what's next for you creatively and also uh, along with that, anywhere that readers can go, listeners can go to sort of follow along and find out more. Uh, yes. So I just finished a, another uh, middle grade book, kind of scary book for Halloween, um, mm-hmm. a little bit like Midnight at the Barclay Hotel, but a little bit more on the sort of spooky horror side. Um, and that's out on submission so that if for those of you who don't understand how that process works, it goes out to editors and then they read it and then they decide whether they want to take it on. And it's very long. We have to spend a lot of time waiting. So in the meantime, I also wrote away um, and I'm finishing that up. And then I'm kind of at that fun stage now where I get to just sit down and, and decide what I want to do next. And what's cool is it can be anything. So I'm not sure yet what I'm going to do as far as the writing goes. Um, as far as everything else goes where you can find me, you can look on um, fleurbradley.com. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You can see my name at the bottom, kind of. Um, and if even if you just punch in Midnight at the Barclay Hotel or Daybreak on Raven Island, all my stuff comes up. Um, and you can find my books anywhere books are sold. Um, they're all out in paperback now, which is great. And um, Daybreak on Raven Island, particularly right now in October, good for, for scary season. Um, mm-hmm. But beyond as well. So, um, so yeah, that's where you can find me and send me an email or, or say hi and um, tell me what you're reading and what you're up to because I love to get mail. Love it. Love it. Well, thank you so much, Fleur. Is there anything that we've missed that you want to make sure to add in? No, I think I think we covered it. I hope everybody reads. Read a lot. That's yes. always my final message. <laughs> read a lot. Read widely. And uh, yeah, hopefully check out some good middle grade mystery along yes please do please do and tell me if you find one that you really liked i always want to hear that yeah yeah well thanks again and glad to talk with you and glad to talk anytime thank you